This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the upcoming enshrinements into the Hall of Fame of Art Monk and Daryl Green. We're also going to talk a little bit about training camp, who's been hurt, who's been signed, and who's been cut. Signings and cuts, signings and cuts. Live and much more. Aaron, Josh, and John. Yeah. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's up, Stinkies? What's up, yo? Here in the studio with, uh, Aaron, open a window, man. What'd you do? I was going to say, I bet you're wishing to... Studio had some windows you could open. Up. I was like all pumped up because I'm finally here at the at the Harry Hog Studio in Cool Mountain, and uh, and uh, now man, I wish I man, Aaron. <laughs> it's more like the Harry Hog Studio. Golly, <laughs> dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Seriously, the Harry oh, Hog Stinkio. Harry Hog Stinkio, man. Uh, I hope, you're, I hope it doesn't smell like, like this a... while we're heading to the Hall of Fame here on Saturday. In any event, we've got... It probably smells worse than um, Jason Campbell's hand after a game. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. All that... Aaron was trying to emulate Casey Ra... Casey Raybach. <laughs> All that chaotic <laughs> funk pouring off of Casey Raybach's body. Oh, my. My, my, my. <laughs> anyway, dudes, we've got a jam-packed episode coming up here with a lot of news to discuss, so let's get right into it. Right on. What That's right. Let's say? start with the big news. Carlos Rogers has been cut. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. I just dreamt that last night. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I did. Man, it was such a good dream. What? I heard that Carlos Rogers actually practiced. I know. And he's eager, apparently eager to come back. Yeah, he's he's back to full practice. Um, seven on sevens and everything. Individual drills. He's He's basically back. And that scares me a lot right now because a lot of players have been doing that recently. Um Donovan McNabb, um, to name one, who was really bad at the beginning of last year because he came back too quick, and then at the second half of the year, he's really started coming on. So I'm hoping Carlos Rogers doesn't come back too early. I was going to well, say, dude, give him a week with. before he gets yeah. hurt again. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. He sucked to begin with, dude. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And I pick it's going to be the hamstring injury. <laughs> the dreaded hammy that uh, all the athletes, all the skinny athletes seem to be getting nowadays. Speaking of dudes, Malcolm Kelly came back to practice too after his uh, injury, and apparently he's looking really good at camp. Like they think he may surplant yeah. uh, Randall L. and start opposite of um, Santana Moss. But me and John were discussing earlier that we don't think that's a bad thing because I think Randall L.'s better in the slot. Yeah, what do you think about that? I agree. I agree. I, I think it's a good thing. I think Randall is really good on special teams and with the gadget stuff and in the slot, he's a great number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Randall is just a jack of all football. Yeah, I mean he was a quarterback in college, so. So Josh, who do you who do you think is going to get cut at wide receiver? With all these dudes that are like standing out in training camp, supposedly. At wide receiver. Yeah, it's jam packed. I mean, if you go through the list, looking it's at not the not going to be Santana Moss. Yeah, you look at the depth uh, chart. You've got Moss in a. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Randall L. are the starters. The second string oh, is uh, officially... I think Brandon Lloyd's going to be cut. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, wait, he was already right. cut. Cut! I wonder, yes. I wonder how he's doing right now. How, well, is, Brandon, how is Brandon now. Lloyd doing? Yeah, right. We'll be doing that one next year for him. We'll wait for that one. Does he still eat, like, 30 eggs a day? Anyway, yeah, I don't know. enough Maybe talk about... Yeah, let's, let's, let's take it back to the top. 
Come on, we got lots to discuss okay. here. All right, yeah, We're jumping ahead of ourselves. Dude. Receivers, we got Moss and Randall L. and James Thrash. Um, we got the rookies Kelly and Devin Thomas, who's got a hammy injury, uh, the dreaded hammy. Um, we got the two tall, super tall dudes, Anthony Mix and Billy McMullen, who are both. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of them in action on Sunday night. Because mm-hmm. Billy McMullen apparently is catching everything they're throwing his way. That's what I heard. And so was Anthony Mix was too, but didn't he get injured? Did he have some little nagging injury and he's back now, or is he still out? It's hard to. Who knows? Who knows? It's like when you, when you hear news from camp, it's like, oh, this guy tweaked this and this guy tweaked that. Everyone's got like little nagging injuries. Mm-hmm. But uh, the big news, if we can, uh, well, let's talk about more like the wide receivers, Josh. Who do you think is a uh, who do you think is going to get cut out of that group? Because not all those guys are going to make it. Dude, honestly, I don't know. That's I, a tough honestly, one, man. I, I I just don't know. Yeah, me either. I want to see him play on. Um, on Sunday night, and then I'll be able to make up my mind. But I'm thinking it's either going to be uh, Anthony Mix or Billy McMullen. Yeah, I think they're definitely. It's definitely going to come down to those two guys. One of those guys is going to make it. And one of those guys is going to get cut. Mm-hmm. Gone. What like do you think about gone. James Thrash? He's making it. He's like the leader of the special teams. A and B. He, every time he comes in, they said he's catching everything. They said he's having a strong camp again, too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of rejuvenation going on. Like, everyone mm-hmm. kind of feels like, I don't know, like, you know, not to talk bad on Gibbs or anything, but it almost felt like, and I think a lot of people were saying that, he, it just felt like he was in over his head and he never really had control of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, Zorn, you know, I, I think part of it, too, is that, well, in some ways more so than Zorn, who? I think Gibbs uh, kind of handed... Um, in some ways, more so than Zorn, I kind of feel like Gibbs was handed a uh, deck of cards that he had to deal with. You know, he was given a hand that he had to play, and 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 I think that may have been because everybody felt he was up to that task. But with Zorn, it almost seems like he's kind of it. Just it seems very different this year. It, it, it seems to me kind of like Zorn's been waiting his chance all these years to get a team, and now that he's finally got one, like all these years he's been like, when I have my team, I'm going to do it this way. When I have my team, I'm going to do it this way. And now he's got his chance, and he's, he knows what he's doing. He's not just like, oh, crap, how do I do this? Yeah. Like he's been thinking about everything. Yeah, it's not time. like he's suddenly like, oh, man, I'm in charge. What do I do? <laughs> it's like he's been thinking about this for years kind yeah. of thing. Unlike Terry Rubisky. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, that that's going to be interesting to watch this week and through all preseason, the whole wide receiver thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, position battle. I know this is going off the itinerary, but another position battle is going to be between Reed Dowdy and uh, Stuart Schweiger. Schweiger, the guy who uh, Redskins picked up from the Raiders, who's getting a lot Stuart of press Schweiger. time. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of press time, like on Comcast and whatnot. And on uh, getting interviewed at Redskins.com and whatnot. Seriously, wait a minute. Do you really think there's going to be um, competition between Reed Dowdy and Stuart Schweiger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I thought Stuart Schweiger. Okay. Is he related to. I thought Stuart Schweiger was more of a free safety and Reed Dowdy was more of a strong safety. Yeah, that's what they're listed as officially. But uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about that's going to be one of the big, big battles going on. What about, old, uh, what about the Fox? Crazy like a Fox. Officially, right now, he's still uh, <clears throat> excuse me, second on the uh, death chart for strong safety. But, uh, I think uh, I think a lot of that kind of stuff, especially this early in training camp, being that being in that position, he's uh, 
He's definitely not going to be the second on strong, as strong safety for much longer. Well, let me just say this. Yeah. Let me just say this. I and, and, and I could be, you know, I could be all wet here, but I think that Reed Dowdy, <laughs> he stepped up last year. He really mm-hmm. came in. He hit hard. He did what he had to do. He had you know, big in, shoes in the to situation fill. he came into, and yeah. I thought he filled that spot admirably. Yeah. And you know, what do we know about? That he lost I mean, his job the, on the Raiders' defense last year. Right. Another so, thing about um, what's his face, Reed Dowdy. Did you guys hear that stuff? That article this week about his uh, hearing loss. Yes. Like he apparently is losing his hearing. Wow! Really? I I did not hear that. Actually, I guess I was in mid transit. Yeah, dude. Apparently, um, last year, like people were saying, like how smart Reed Dowdy was and stuff, and the coaches were like, "Man, we got to tell him stuff like three and four times," and he still doesn't do what we say. And then they found out finally that it was because he didn't hear them. Wow. And he was like trying to read lips and stuff, and they finally like, I guess his wife made him get some hearing aids. Wow. And now apparently, um, you know, he's doing a lot better. That's like in major league when uh. <laughs> When Charlie Sheen's character is like can't can't throw straight and he's always all wild and everything, and then they they're like, "What is the you know read this piece of paper for me?" Like they're getting ready to cut him or send him to the miners. Yeah. So they're like, "Read this for me." He's like, "I can't read it." And they're like, then they give him the glasses. Mm-hmm. They look good on you, but apparently, <laughs> apparently they said he's still not going to wear the hearing aids in the game because he doesn't want to like break them or whatever. But um, they're making a concerted effort to. Uh, you know, look at him, like, directly in his face when they're talking to him and make sure that he hears them. Very interesting. And uh, yeah. what's his face? Jim Zorn was like, I'm intrigued by this. So I'm going to talk to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zorn is a very heady guy. I think he's probably I'm really smart. By this. Yeah, that's what he said in an interview. So, anyway, yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting. And everyone, of course, is pulling for Reed. Oh, yeah. And, of course, he came in. For Sean Taylor, but kind of sucked and got burnt by T.O. a couple times, and then they moved him over um, and, and you know, brought Leron Landry in as uh, free safety. Put him in as the free safety, right. Yeah, um, yeah, he got burnt a few times early on, but, he, I mean, he really picked up his play very quickly. And, well, yeah, uh, once he came in, the strong safety. Yeah, and once he, once yeah. he got some real playing time. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think he's probably going to, and also, Stuart Schweiger also normally played um, free safety. So he would be going for strong safety in a position that he hasn't played either. I was thinking about that when they were talking about how LeBron Landry is going to be the free safety. It's like, you know, yeah, Stuart Schweiger. Told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. It would be very interesting, I think, wide receiver to see how that shakes out and the safety positions as well. Speaking of Leron Landry, is he injured? Um, he, did he tweak his hammy? I think he had a minor hamstring tweak or something. Yeah, he? he's not playing this weekend. I know that. Yeah. There's a bunch of people not playing, which I'm saying good. Like Clinton Portis, out. Yeah, you know, really, being that there are five preseason games this year for the Redskins again, um, there are hardly any starters. Like I, I pro- probably wouldn't start any of the starters. Offensive line, Jason Campbell, Moss, at Randall L. I wouldn't start any of those guys. On defense, maybe a little bit more, but 
I, w- I wouldn't start any of those guys. You, There's already too many preseason games as it is. At this point, with especially with the receivers, anyone that you know is going to make the team, I wouldn't have them play at all. There's too many to try to figure out who you're going to cut. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, Zorn already said God. that Jason Campbell was only going to play with the starting offense, offensive line, sorry. So, you know. And we also know, uh, talking more about injuries here, H.B. Uh, Blades, my dog, who I've, I've really been high on since he got drafted. Um, he's got a meniscus tear in his knee. Well, he had one, and they already did an arth- arthroscopic surgery to fix that, and he's going to be out most of training camp. And uh, Anthony Montgomery, who is battling uh, um, 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 his fellow draft mate, Kedrick Golston, um, who was, and the two of them have been back and forth ever since both of them made the team. Golston, his first year, was getting some starts, and last year Montgomery kind of stepped up. But apparently uh, he's got a he's got a bit of a bad work ethic, and he's broken his hand, and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks or more. Mm-hmm. So Golston's going to slide into that spot for now. Yeah, we talked about his work ethic a little bit last season. Yeah. Go dig up that episode. But they said that he was uh, turning it around. But apparently uh, Golston's got the edge on that, and especially with Montgomery with a broken hand. Um, it looks like Golston will probably be the starter there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, he's in there next to Cornelius, who has injury problems of his own. He's kind of getting up there too. But when he's healthy, he is a he is a beast. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about all the injuries? Because there's a bunch. I think we talked about all the major ones that we that we know of. Um, people coming back. We talked about Carlos Rogers, uh, draft pick Kareem Moore. Um, he's come back this week from his uh, knee injury, and he's starting practice. Um, Rocky McIntosh has started individual drills, um, which is kind of um, no. The Carlos Rogers thing surprised me because I thought he wasn't even going to come back till like game four or five. That's what they said. I think he's afraid he's going to lose his job if he doesn't come back right away, and I think it's just going to end up hurting us because he's going to get burnt. He's lost his job. He's going to be lucky to hold on to his job as the Nickelback. Yeah, I think I think he definitely. <laughs> As a, as a number three, he might be all right. We still need him, though, because that's the position I'm most worried about going into the season is cornerback. Um, I think that's where we have the least amount of depth. Yeah, always, especially in this day and age. But, Josh, I think you were talking about this as well um, last week with the new with Andre Carter coming in and yep. uh, Jason Taylor. And once he comes off the pup list, if he's actually going to be any good, Erasmus James. Um, and all yep. those guys coming in, and if you know the middle of the line can stay healthy, the cornerbacks, and they've even been saying this. I saw Fred Smoot say this the other day. He's like, they're going to put a lot more pressure on the quarterback, and that's going to help us a lot out immensely. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what else is going to be good? I was just looking at the death chart. If they Although, can, can I say can I say something about that real quick? Sure. Right, go ahead. Um, Jason Taylor's not listed on in the death chart. He is the one from today. Yeah, he's listed as the starter. Oh, is he? Right defensive end. Yeah. Hang on, let me try to pull it. Today. In front of Demetri Evans, and Demetri Evans, from what I was hearing, is having an awesome camp also. Yeah, you see him on there? <clears throat> yep. Yes, sir. Jason Taylor, Demetri Evans, Kevin Huntley. I don't Who? even know who he is. Who's Kevin Huntley? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. With Chris Wilson and Eraserhead James. Chris Wilson was a pretty strong. He was, he was, Chris Wilson, you guys remember, you were pretty yeah. high on him, Josh, last year. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying I know Chris Wilson and, and Erasmus James. I never Erasmus. heard of Kevin Huntley, though. Dude, isn't Chris Wilson injured, too? I thought I saw something about that. Oh, who knows? Like we were saying, like every day. If we talked about every single little injury they've been reporting, then, you know, we'll, this podcast would be two hours long. Yeah. 
And we don't want to do that, so we're going to move on, I think. Turf 2. Turf 2. <laughs> it would be like a roulette wheel and basically uh, put every player's name on it and then spin the ball and say, who had a hamstring pull today? Anyway, it's the... The offensive line, I'm just looking at it right now, and if they can stay healthy, like we have all those backups that had to come in last year when our offensive line got decimated, and they got a lot of playing time. So our offensive line is kind of old, deep, but it's kind of deep, though. Well, we got Stefan Heyer, um, Chad Reinhart, the third-round draft pick, who I, I guarantee is going to start before the end of the season. I think Someone's he's going to plant Pete Kendall or just come in for an injury. I think I – think, Something tells me Pete Kendall is going to get hurt this year. Because he didn't last year. Because he didn't last year. That's probably why I'm thinking it. Indeed. But uh, I started getting a little worried about him at the end of the season. And I know he was over there with Jason Fabini, who was also a little bit over his head against some of the better teams. Like, he was working his butt off. But, you know, I just I just have a feeling there's going to be some uh, some damage over there. And, and, and Chad Reinhardt's going to step up. He's one of those players I just have a feeling is going to be a redskin for a long time. And a big man on the offensive line. Dude, you know where else we're stacked? Tight end. Check that out. Todd uh, Yoder is going to be number three before the end of the next Yoder, Yoder, Yoder. Yeah, if Fred Davis can just stay focused and, and be good, you know, I think we'll be okay. Tell you the truth, I wouldn't mind if they ended up cutting Todd Yoder to keep that extra receiver. You think we'll the big keep question is, or when are they going to call up Brian Cudwell? Yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> the way the injuries have been going at the beginning, like the major ones with people being out and needing in, uh, surgery, like H.P. Blade recently and Montgomery yeah. this time around, um, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me about mid-November. They're calling the cause once again. <laughs> Dude, we're getting the, the band back together. What you together. doing, man? <laughs> man, I'm just, you know, hanging out managing my Burger King. Uh, uh, you been staying in shape? Well, I'm not in game shape. Are you in practice shape? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the cornerback thing, though, dudes. No, I'm dude, looking... I, I joke on Brian Cobb, but he uh, he did catch a touchdown last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's... <laughs> we bust on him because of how they keep finding him in the middle of the year and bringing him back because, you know, people keep getting hurt. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only reason we bust on him, not because he sucks like Carlos Rogers. No, no, no. But anyway, we, we, we bust uh... on him fondly. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> dudes, I'm interested in seeing this Justin Tryon guy in the... Uh... <laughs> And the Let's try on him for size. What round do we get him? Sixth or something? I think fifth, maybe fifth. fourth. Yeah, I mean, with the, the lack of depth at cornerback, I mean, he might make the team. Kareem Anything's Moore. possible. Uh, All right. I haven't heard of half of these guys, and the what ones I have heard of are past their prime. Hey, this guy's You know dead. what? You haven't heard of half of them <laughs> because they, they haven't been noteworthy yet, and yeah. they may not be. So they might get cut, and you won't even know it unless we say, oh, so-and-so got cut, and then we go, who's that? I don't know. So let's just wait. Let's wait and see. Exactly. I mean, we got a whole list of people that have been signed and cut over the last week and a half or so, Um, and some of them were signed and cut, like, in a span of three days. And, you know, I don't think we even really need to go through that at this point because none of these guys are going to make the team anyway. So, uh, we do. I mean, you know, I mean, you can run down the list if anybody really cares. Um, we don't have to like go through about all of them, but I mean, it's like, you know, who got cut? Let's see, Kerry Brown, and, JT Mapu, or whatever his name was. Yep, those guys got cut, and then uh, uh Kerry Brown. They signed a guy named Zarnell Fitch, who got cut a few days later. Uh, <laughs> Mapu got named... signed and got cut a few days later, and Fred, Fred Matua. Fred Matua got cut, right? 
Um, who got wait? Is Fred uh, Matua's on the team and Mapu got cut? Mapu got cut for Matua, I think. And I guess not officially. I think they brought in Fitch for Mapu, and then Fitch got cut, and they brought in Oshinowo. Yeah, but Ben Tunde, Oshinowo. I've never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I have heard of are past their prime. <laughs> Keep coming back to that one. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I mean. It'll be interesting to see the uh, preseason game live from Canton, Ohio this weekend. Uh, that'll be on NBC. You, dude, you have Oberman. I thought that was going to be like the uh, Al Michaels and uh, um, Oberman and Patrick. Days. Oberman and Patrick are coming back. I think they're doing the studio work with um, Bob Costas. I, really I believe do. NBC is bringing back Oberman and Dan Patrick. Well, from the early uh, early nineties ESPN. ESPN deal, they're coming back together as a duo. The dynamic duo are back. Cool. So who's calling the game? Uh, that I don't know. It's probably Madden. It's probably Madden and Michaels. Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the mics are picking around, that up, but uh, the, uh, you see the Madden mobile. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the mics are picking that up, but uh, Aaron's dog is having a little uh, asthma attack over here. Yeah, that's that noise in the background. Getting to like the um, talking about the Hall of Fame trip, which I'm super bummed that yeah. I'm not there with you guys. Um, Aaron, and I want to point this out because I didn't want him to forget. Um, Aaron has a really funny Redskins story from this past week about um, teaching Cowboys fans a thing or two. And uh, I'd love it if you take a minute <laughs> and tell that and, and share a little, oh, yeah. share a little funniness. I almost forgot about that. There's this old Cowboys fan at work. He's probably like closing in on 60, 65. And I was like, what's that thing you're wearing around your neck? And he's like, oh, this is a box that lets me uh, stream my cell phone through to my hearing aid (laughs) via Bluetooth. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I like went over to my desk and like looked at my phone. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Where's the disclaimer? This guy's a big Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah. And I went over to my desk and I was like, sweet, I'm going to try to uh, mess with them. So I like turned on the little Bluetooth thing. It was like searching for devices and like found his, his like hearing aid and it was like type in password and I was like, crap. So then I just typed in like zero, 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 zero <laughs> and it worked. And it paired with it. And it's like, yeah, it's like device paired. And I was like, sweet. And then I like went into my ringtones and of course I got hailed with the Redskins on there. <laughs> So I started streaming from my phone to this dude's hearing aid while he's sitting there at his desk. <laughs> Hail to the Redskins to come and blast. And he's like, what? What? Like looking around. And then he knew it was me because he like, looked, like came over to my desk. And then I was like smiling and nodding. <laughs> <laughs> streaming hail to the Redskins to some guy's hearing aid. It's not aid. even like to his phone. It's to his hearing aid in his <laughs> ear. Yeah, his I hearing know. <laughs> Here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if you could do something similar with Reed Dowdy this weekend at the game. He doesn't wear his hearing aids during the game, dude. We already said that. I know, I know. He probably won't play that much, so maybe we can get him afterwards and be like, hey, Reed, what's up? But plus, dude, he's also got to wear Aaron his Aaron told box. me that, though. Aaron told me that, and I almost peed my pants, man. I was <laughs> that like, story was awesome, yeah. I was cracking up, and I was like, dude, you know, I would, I would rag on you for, like, you know, Bragging on an old guy, like picking on an older guy, but, but you know. However, 
He is a Cowboys fan. But he is fan. a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Speaking of, hopefully this weekend, if we can get a little rig made up for it, we're going to have our big Dallas sucks flag that uh, was given to us by one of our great listeners. Um, David Lee. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Raw? David Lee will David be Lee there. David Lee Raw? <laughs> and, dude, there's some other people that are going to be there making the trip from Harry Hog Nation as well. Shout out to Forrest George and to Tom from Tom's Trivia. Hopefully we'll be able to meet up with them there. We got Tom's number, right? Mm-hmm. I think right. so. Yeah, and I think Forrest George is staying at the same hotel as us, so uh, we'll uh, we'll plan a meeting and call those guys when we when we come rolling into Canton come Saturday afternoon. I think. Yes, sir. If anybody else is going to be there? Drop us a line at uh, Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com. Yeah, right and, on. Uh, and uh, send, uh, shoot us your uh, number or something if you want to get up, and we'll give you a ring. Yeah, yeah, we'll give. I you say a ring. we like I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in, in spirit. spirit. Josh, I think you should change your your head on the uh, couch to like, um, like John Riggins' like bust from the Hall of Fame, and like put it in there. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I feel like I should. I think I should change it to a uh, to my head with like a nurse's hat on it and a hearing aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, Josh is uh, taking care of a. Uh, taking care of uh, Aaron and Josh's mother who just got out of a uh, surgery. So he's he's playing the good son and staying home and, and that's helping, allowing Aaron to be able to go on the trip. So Josh is really taking one for the team. Yeah, Josh is taking one for the team here. We appreciate it greatly. So, I, you know, I'm gonna be, I'll watch the enshrinement on uh, ESPN and the game on NBC, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, and our friend, we didn't say this, our friend Mark uh, Stauffer, is going with us, and he is a huge Colts fan. But he is for going wearing his Colts jersey to the game in lieu. <laughs> is that proper? Of wearing, he's going to wear a Harry Huck football Dallas Cowboys bullet hole shirt to the game. So people will be like, oh, that guy's a Cowboys fan, man. That figures he's that guy. And then they'll get close and be like, oh, there's bullet holes all over the star. Oh, he hates the Cowboys, just like me. Yeah. If you guys are interested in those shirts, you can go to our shop, com shop, and order one. Yeah. Pretty sweet. That, and that said, speaking of the shop, if you're interested in purchasing a um, Vote Yes on number 81 shirt, this is the last week. That's the right. last week. And Aaron After and I are going to be week. wearing those on Saturday. You guys will see them there. Yeah, we're wearing them to the enshrinement. Hopefully, we'll be on TV with them. If By not, the way, Aaron has that. mine, John. You need to bring it back with you when you come. That's right. I got it. Um. <laughs> when uh, they will be put into the Harry Hog vault for at least 50 years. So, um, so, so since we're talking about it, do we need to talk more about uh, the enshrinement in the game this weekend? Should we touch on that? Well, I'm sure. I get. Yeah, we'll touch on that real quick. I'm sure everyone knows. Um, obviously, Art Monk is finally getting into the Hall of Fame. I think it was his eighth try, or not try. Are you sure, dude? Are you sure it's real? I'm not holding my breath until like after the, after Saturday. It still doesn't feel like it. Like it really finally happened, dude. Mark is gonna get a picture of me and John next to Art Monk's bus <laughs> <laughs> to prove it. So, so here's a question: When when the enshrinement happened, right with Art Monk and Daryl Green, of course, and Daryl Green, when, when they're both inducted. Okay. Now, then they then they throw open the doors to the Hall of Fame. Afterwards, you walk in and their busts are already on display. That's a good or, question. I think they'll be there or, the next morning, dude. No, seriously. 
I mean, do they show them the bust at the enshrinement? Like, do they un- unveil them and then take them in? Are they already in there? Or do they get one to take home as their own personal copy? Or, um, <laughs> you know, I, seriously. I think they unveil it at the ceremony, and then they go put it in there, like, that night, and the next day it's on display. Well, that's a good question. So, so when you leave out. the ceremony to go into the Hall of Fame afterwards? I don't think so. It won't be there. Well, the Hall of Fame is going to be closed at that point anyway, because the the ceremony's from six to nine. Oh, that's true. That's on true. Saturday, ESPN. Yeah, make well, sure you guys watch it, ESPN. And I think it's also simulcasted on NFL on Network. NFL Network, I think. If you get it, like me. And if you don't get it, like me. Now, is the Hall ESPN. of Fame open on Sunday? HD. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What? Yes, we're, yes. We're either going on Sunday or we might hang around and go on Monday. We haven't decided yet. Well, right. dudes, when you guys get in there, if you get in there immediately and those bus aren't in place, you guys need to complain. Oh, we will. If we get in there immediately. And we also have, don't have to <laughs> remember that uh, Emmett Thomas is going in <laughs> as well. <laughs> we're going to immediately complain because we're going to be the only ones <laughs> that complain about that. <laughs> and don't forget that Emmett Thomas is going in. He's got uh, two Super Bowl rings as a... Was it quarterbacks, coach? No, no, I'm sorry. Wide receivers, coach, and defensive and backs, coach for the Redskins. Yep. For the Washington Redskins. Yeah, he earned two rings with the Washington Redskins as a oh, coach. Oh, that's right, because he, he was like in the late 80s or something. Mm-hmm. Late 80s, early 90s. He was a Washington. Super Bowl 22, the awesome second quarter, and, of course, Super Bowl 26 as well. Hmm. I might have to watch that tonight. That's not a bad idea, dude. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, anyway, what else is on this itinerary? I can't see it because it's over by you. Oh, wait. Here, I got it on the screen. Well, let's see. Josh, you wanted to talk about uh, something that came up this week that <laughs> allegedly oh, yeah, from yeah. the Redskins, it's going to be something to help out fans expedite their uh, their their time at FedEx Field, but we all, right. I think, see it as a, another money-making opportunity. Yeah, dude. Like, the Danny was trying to shake his money-maker brain and try to figure out <laughs> what what he could do to make some more money. So what he did was he put a coin slot on the urinals. <laughs> dude, you know how nasty those bathrooms would be if there was coin slots on the urinals? They're nasty anyway, dude. Yeah. Well, I know. They would be more nasty because people would just go in and they would fill up completely with pee and then they would just overflow. Because they'd be like, I'm not paying five bucks to take a leak. To and yeah, Danny's like, I think they're thinking we can charge them $10 to put it in their mouth. And $10 when it comes out the other side. <laughs> anyway, no, he's not putting the coin s- slots in. But if he's listening, I bet he just went, hmm, that's not a bad hmm, idea. Good idea. <laughs> I think we should just replace the urinals with the gutters like they used to have, like in... Uh, like the trough. Yeah, like the back, trough. Back, in, uh, back in high school, at Princess Anne High School in Virginia Beach. Let's patent yeah, man. the trough under the, uh, under the stadium. Let's patent, well, let's patent that the trough. Corner. Actually, um, Atlanta Fulton <laughs> County Stadium. I mean, a lot of even professional stadiums had them. Like, um, and you know, for, for those of you ladies who don't know what we're talking about, because we can only assume that you did not have something similar. Um, I don't remember were, if RFK had it or not. <laughs> urinal. They had this urinal trough, and basically, it's like you walk up to the wall, and along the wall, out out of one side comes this, is this hole, and out the other side is another hole, and it's just like stream of water, like a little river flowing along the bottom <laughs> edge of the wall. You just kind of peed on the wall and let it run down into the yeah, trough. Just, just kind of walk up to it. And you're like, hey, what's up, dude? It's very old school. Was, I don't know if this is really archaic or somebody who... I, I'd be interested to find out more about who came up with that concept and who got it approved. But, you know... Um, maybe it stems back to... Uh, 
Maybe it stems back to uh, back to Europe and the old school, old country where people just kind of peed on the corners, like behind little in walls, like in France and stuff, and you know, would just run down into the gutters. What were those things? Yeah, it was kind of like a castle without a tapestry. Is that what it was? I don't, I don't know. That just sounds French. Anyway, I, I think it was a yellow anyway, cake. Is what it was. <laughs> that would make it very that that would make it very difficult for the Danny to charge uh, coin slots at the urinals if there was to draw. Yeah, um, people might throw pennies in. You know, it was like a wishing trough. Um, but no, what I was going to say is the Redskins have added, uh, what do they call it? Like some fast pass, fast track entry thing. And basically you pay a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks? A hundred bucks. A hundred and seven if you're talking to the beer guy on the upper deck. <laughs> Dude, that's probably before taxes and fees. It probably ends up being something like right around $118. Yep, put the 10% so tax for the Montgomery County. But is it going to exactly. work? Whatever county it is, Prince William, Prince George, Prince, Prince Wales. Yeah, because we had that fast pass thing a few years ago, and like they said we'd be able to go to the front of like the concession lines, but all the concession places were like, uh, we don't know what you're talking about, or your card no, doesn't dude. work. Yeah. Dude, it's like this. You buy the fast pass, and everybody's like, oh, that's a good deal, and then everybody buys it, so where does it get you? Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anyone thinks it's a good idea, good deal either. So now apparently no, they've no. upgraded it and it costs a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, and that's supposedly gets you in like quick lines to enter the stadium. And I think it gets yeah. you to quick lines on uh, other things too. But I, I, I on like to like, to like get your eight dollar beer and airlines. Like I saw other places take it too. Huh. But here's the thing, though. Someone online was writing how you'd be able to like sneak past security and like. Sneak in beer and stuff. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Basically, that you're going to be able to go into the stadium without getting your bags and your 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 person, your your individual person self searched yeah. for things such as uh you know that flask of wild turkey you're bringing in or something of that nature or the gun. Yeah, exactly. It's like you paid a hundred dollars, so you must be a model citizen. What is that about? I don't get that at all. That seems like a really bad idea. I know that's like twelve dollars a game. No, $10 a game, including preseason. That's right. Yeah, that's really, uh, yeah, it's actually, I think that's a security risk. It's less than parking. <laughs> dude, for some of the games, the parking costs more than the tickets. Anyway, yeah. I don't know, dude. Anyway, anyway, I I just think it's a way for them to make more money, and I don't understand yeah. what the big deal is here. But mm. uh, Yeah. But it was some news this week. I guess you can um, call it that. Anyway, now, you guys, Josh has you guys heard the news that, that did you even talk about this yet? That Portis is going to sit out this weekend also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about it, and we said we were happy. Yes. He's going to be sitting out. And that's when I was like, I don't think basically any of the starters should play if they don't have to. Yeah, basically. Because, you know, like we were saying, there's there's five preseason games this year, and four is already too many. So, And we all remember what happened to Clinton Portis when he played that preseason game. Yeah, that was bad. Was that last year or two years ago? Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, In any event, are we wrapping this thing up? What else we got? Um. So so no. Wait a minute. So like Clinton's yeah. going to be out. So I imagine we'll see like Rock Cartwright or somebody. Liddell Betts, Rock Cartwright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like Betts, and, and Betts is coming off of an injury. So do you really think he's really he's gonna they're gonna play him? Yes, I think they're gonna rest him. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna play him and uh, what's his face? Hey, dude, Cartwright. No, I, I think Dude, pretty much anyone. They're not going to play. They're not going to play bet. Anyone I, that has, yeah. And there I might be Josh. one or two scrubs that we don't know about that they're going to play. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, they're not going to play bet. Yeah, anyone that ha- that's pretty much gar- guaranteed a spot on the team, like Betts, um, who, who more than likely is guaranteed a spot on this team, I don't see why they'd cut him at all. But uh, if there's any question about an injury for this game, they're not going to play him. I think, I think honestly, Jim Zorn, I mean, he's going to be using this game as um, a chance to look at the newbies and, and see who, uh, you know, see, what, see which rookies or see which new guys, you know, are worth after weight, um, you know, for the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that said, let me ask you this. That said, how much time do you think Jason Campbell's going to see? Uh, one series, maybe, maybe one series. One. Yeah. All right. So then, so then, so then, do we see Todd Collins or are we going to see Colt Brennan in there? We're going to see Todd Collins for a quarter, and then probably Colt Brennan for like two and a half to three. I think so. I think Colt Brennan probably at least. I think for one and a half to two. And I'm interested in seeing that too. I can't wait to see. I am too. I, I want to see how he. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I think it's a good opportunity for us to take a look at him in, in some in some play. You know. Um, and I imagine, yes, it is a real like a real game, and it is the Hall of Fame game. So I imagine they're they're going to be playing pretty hard. Maybe not like you know all out, you know, full blown game. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I think that the new guys are probably going to be giving it all they got. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah, because you, you know they might get cut. It's their chance to try to shine. That's right. Who's going to be this year's Stefan Heyer? Who's going to be? Uh, Oh, yeah, and, no, it, and no matter what scrubs we have on the field, they're still going to kick the crap out of the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was just about to say, it's going to be so awesome about, like, the third quarter when we're all feeling nice and toasty, and we're all going to be, like, yelling at the Colts fans, and they're going to be yelling back at us, but we're all going to be laughing. We're going to be like, dude, our scrubs are so much better than yours. And then, like, Mark is going to be so glad that he decided not to wear that Colts jersey because he would be getting joked even harder. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Now, now at fullback, we've only got we got Mike Sellers and Nehemiah Broughton. So I mean, do you think we're going to see Broughton playing? I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Broughton. And I want to bring this up because I saw a poll on uh, Redskins.com today with Aaron. They were mm-hmm. talking about which Redskin is going to be the uh, the uh, who is going to go to the Pro Bowl this year for the first time. And there mm-hmm. was a choice on there of five different players. And I believe that this is going to be Mike Sellers' year. And probably not Nehemiah Broughton's. Yeah, I don't think Nehemiah's going to make the uh, the. Uh, Pro Bowl this year. And I mean, uh, those of you guys who have been listening for a while know that I really can't stand the Pro Bowl. I think they should just name the players and not even play it, because why bother? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's still an honor to be named to it. So, yeah. I and, think and, this is and the I year like, I like Mike Sellers. I mean, normally I'm a, you know, I tend to lean towards the defensive guys. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of defense guys. If anybody that's listened to the past knows that, you know, I've talked about certain defensive players. Oh, speaking but, of... Uh, there's a new Mr. Nichols in town. There is a new yeah, Mr. Nichols in town. New Mr. Nichols. Um, but uh, I like Mike Sellers. I think, you know, he's a good leader. I think he's just a strong guy. I mean, all the way around. Um, and he's a good guy for the Redskins to have. And, and to me, he's one of those guys that, you know, I, I look at and I think he, he could be a, a Redskin for a long time and yeah. kind of have a, a face of the Redskins that, you know, he, he presents himself well. I mean, if you've ever seen him in an interview – um, he typically comes out every week and talks on Comcast uh, yeah. with um, with KJ or whatever her name is. Um, but uh, you know, he's just a really good guy. So yeah, uh, and he has a good backstory. I mean, you know, he was in the NFL and he was uh, uh, he didn't realize how 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 precious what he had being a player in the NFL was, and you know he 
came out of like Walla Walla Community College, and he like you know he had to go he had to make his way back into the NFL. He got cut and worked his way back through through the CFL, and uh, it's one of those guys who realized he got a second chance. He's making the most of it. Yep. yep. Yeah. Good story. And, like and um, he also when he's playing. And he's got the ball. He looks kind of like Gargamel with about eight Smurfs trying to tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> he Smurfs the ball forward. <laughs> Here, here's something else to talk about. We haven't talked about this in a couple of weeks, and I just want to touch on it really quick. Um, and, and talking about some specialists um, before we run too long here. But, like, we got Sean Swisham uh, kicking. Um, I don't think we have a second or a third string kicker at this point. No, not I don't know if we're bringing anybody kicker. in. No that they've been looking at. So I'm just wondering if you guys have heard anything. Sean Sweezum is the man. He's, He's it. He has the job. He's the only yeah. kicker in camp. They believe that he is going to have a breakout year is from every is every is is basically what I've been hearing. And right now it sounds like since we're talking about kickers, between Derek Derek Frost and Durant Brooks, um there's it sounds like it's neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And but, John uh, pretty much thinks they're gonna get Brooks. I hope they get Brooks because Derek Frost just chokes under pressure. Dude he had a four yard punt last year, didn't he? Or it was it 11? Something <laughs> I think it was 11. You know, it wasn't quite as bad as the Joe Theismann punt, but it was pretty bad. There would be no love lost if Derek Cross was cut for me. I mean, I don't know anything about Brooks, but um, you know, maybe it's time to bring somebody new into that position. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, 11-yard punts just didn't cut it. In and if he doesn't work out, there's always Randall L. So. <laughs> exactly. Somebody's going to be able to punt it. <laughs> Wait, Randall L can punt, too? Dude, he can do it all. Jack of all football. Hey. Jack of all football. Heck, we can bring um, back Sammy Ball. He could punt better than that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like 94, 96. Is that about it? All right, what do we have? Josh, are you prepared with your uh I'm segment? prepared, man. I'm prepared. All right, hold on. Solid. Prepared. Hold on. Where are you now? Where are you now? This week's Where Are You Now player. <laughs> Where are you now, Washington Redskins? <clears throat> Is... John McLeod, otherwise known as Chip Lowmiller. His name is John McLeod? What? His name is John McLeod Lowmiller, but he's known as Chip. Really? Yes. Yes. He played for the Redskins from 1988 to 1994. Um, went on to the New Orleans Saints in 1995. St. Louis in 96. Um, is now the head coach for the Pico Lakes High School football team in Pico Lakes, Minnesota. Huh. Sweet. Way to go, Chip. Way to go, dude. Dude, how many times were you watching a Redskins game when they're like, this is just going to be a chip shot for Chip? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, and, uh, everybody remembers, like, 1990, he kicked the uh, game-tying uh, PAT, um, which, uh, against the Lions, where, like, the Redskins were really down. And um, he came back and kicked that PAT and gave him a 41-38 win. Oh, and that huge uh, comeback game. I saw that in oh, yeah. Hard Rock Cafe. Huge. It was like a 21-point game or something, like, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was the one with uh, Jeff Rutledge, wasn't it? I think so. Rutledge. As the quarterback? That was huge. Not the game where the Redskins won 45 to nothing on that opening game of the season, which was pretty sweet, the Super Bowl. Game. I think it was that same year. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Might it was that same year that, um, that he played the Bears and they uh, – and he kicked like a a field goal in like the last minutes of the game, and the Redskins won like ten to nine or something like that too. It could have been, especially if it was a chip shot. Oh man! 
But anyway, Chip Low Miller. Um, let's see a couple other highlights from his career since we know where he is in '88. He kicked a couple game winning field goals against the Steelers uh, and the Eagles, both coming in the final, final seconds. Um, he also had two field goals in the final minutes against the Saints and the Packers in 1988, um, which were the final points in those two games as well. So, uh, John McLeod, Chip Low Miller. Um, our hats off to you. Where are you now? Enjoying the high life up there in Pico Lakes, Minnesota, the teaching the, the future youth how to kick football. Dude, we need to bring back that music. Like, Harry Hogg presents. Anyway, dudes, are we having Tom's trivia this week, or are we starting it up next week? I think we're going to next week. I think we're going to come back with Tom's trivia on, on during the podcast. I know he's been keeping it up online um, mm-hmm. during the off season, but now that we're actually getting some football games in, I believe we're going to start Tom's trivia next week. Yeah, we'll talk to him this weekend and make sure everything's good with that. Yeah, we're going to see him at face to face. We're going to see him at the game. We're so, going to try uh, to get a picture of him with Daryl Green's bust, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get a picture of Forrest George with Art Monk's bust. And Emmett Thomas, <laughs> <laughs> and like and like putting a thumbs down in front of Michael Irvin's bust or something. Although I do, I gotta hand it to Michael Irvin because even this year, it, last year I was really complaining that people like Joe Gibbs didn't come out and say stuff like, uh, you know, come out publicly and say, you know, Art Monk should be in the Hall of Fame, and people weren't coming out in his uh, his uh, in, in his whatever, his uh, his 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 defense. Um, Michael Irvin did come out this year before the Hall of Fame voting, and he was like, man, you know, I'm glad I finally got in and everything. I think it was two or three years before he got in. But he was like, you know, I was really I was really sad that I didn't go in with Art Monk because really he should have been in before me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's pretty nice of him to have said something like that. And this year, unlike last year, and I'm sure people were saying stuff behind the scenes, but I was really upset that people like Joe Gibbs weren't coming out publicly and say, and, like, really pushing for Art Monk to be in the Hall of Fame because other players were getting that from former players, former coaches. And he was getting a little bit of it, and it really picked up this year, and I think that helped a lot um, that people were saying things publicly because, you know, he wasn't going to say it. But, you know, I got to hand it to Irvin that he actually came out, and he was just like, you know, it's a mistake that he's not in yet. He should have been in before I ever got in. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So at least there's that, crackhead. So anyway. um, Yeah, so uh, we'll talk to you guys. We're going to do a podcast from the hall. Or somewhere in Canton this weekend at some point. Yeah, we're going to be recording some stuff live. And we don't know how that's going to work out, but we're going to try to get that done. Yes, sir. And uh, what else we got? Anything before we wrap no, this up? I was just going to mention there's um, in the uh, – we did put a Redskins schedule up on the website for this year. And um, there's some folks with a little company called Schmap based out of uh, North Carolina. And um, it's not up there yet. There is a Redskins schedule there yet and it shows and everything, but – um, they actually created a branded Harry Hog um, version of that for us and helped out that. So I'm, I'm going to get that up on the uh, on the site soon. Right now it's pretty generic Redskins one, but it's pretty cool. You can uh, scroll over and uh, get all the home and away games. You can view a schedule view or a map view. So go check it out. Uh, you can actually click on those and zoom into the stadiums. If you really care and see what the stadiums look like, um, and uh, so on and so forth. And basically, folks, it's football season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it starts Sunday game. night. Opening kickoff Sunday night. Damn right. And I, for one, am pumped. Yeah. So anyway, dudes, 
Um, let me see. I think that's about it. Uh, let me just point one thing out. One thing. One more thing, dude. Seriously. Yep. 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 Um, this game, Indianapolis game, is at eight o'clock, right? Eight o'clock. Yes, sir. Eight o'clock Sunday night. Um, Sunday night. NBC. Then the Redskins only have uh, three days of rest, and we come back on the seventh to play Buffalo. We do. Is that right? Or is, it, or is it the ninth? On a Wednesday or Thursday? I think Maybe it's the ninth. I thought we had 10 days rest in between. Anyway, it's on the site, on the schmap thing, so check it out. August 9th. August 9th, I think it is. Yeah. That's a week. That's yeah, six that's weeks. Okay, all right. So we got a week. All right. I but think anyway. the rest of them are Saturday night, so, but no worries. Maybe we'll get Jeff Bostic eating pizza on the sideline talking about it on Comcast. Yeah. Right. So anyway, dudes. Cool. Yeah. Um... And all the preseason games, if not live, are broadcast on NFL Network. So if you guys have that, you have a chance to see every single Redskins preseason game. If not, you only do if you live in the general area of Washington and Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach area. <laughs> all right. So anyway, dudes, we got to wrap this up. I think this is probably the longest podcast we've ever had. Um, yeah. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. Yes, sir. Canton. Yeah. And uh, as always, hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, joke them. Joke And, uh, I'll hell of the Redskins to their hearing aids. <laughs> <laughs>